Hey y'all, this is Brian Potter and I am a Shelly Spears and welcome to the Space of Grace podcast. This podcast is for everyday people like us, regardless of sex, age, and background. To make room for people to encounter God's grace throughout their lives. So come into our space where we welcome real conversations. Welcome to Space of Grace Podcast. We are so excited today to have two special guests with us. But before we get started, my name is Bri Potter, one of the founders. And I am Shelly Spears, the other founder. And it's so good to have you guys join in with us today. Yes, so exciting. So guys, I'd love to introduce our two special guests who are in ministry together, uh, Bjorn Webb and Nora Corsten. And they join us today, and they are currently the founders of the Sweat Room podcast, where they will be discussing faith, sports, and leadership. They dig into the three G's, as they call it, which is get it, got it, and give it. And the meaning behind this is relating to sports and faith and understanding that both journeys you go through and which you continue to work on growing in excellence through physical and spiritual training. And we know that through faith and sports, the goal is to be better. And so through that, that's their vision and heart behind the sweat room. But they also are ministry leaders at Watermark Wesleyan Church, where Bjorn is the director and Noah is the resident there as well. So they both have great titles and and have a passionate for the Lord and are doing that through many aspects of ministry. So without further ado, please let's welcome Bjorn Webb and Nora Corsten. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we are honored to both have you on. And so what a blessing. We know that our listeners are going to be blessed by our conversations. And so before we get started, we'd love for you to share what you'd like for our listeners to know about you and your journey with Jesus and through ministry. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I'll start off. Uh, my name is Bjorn Webb. Thank you so much for having me. Um, and yeah, so there, I mean, my, my story and journey is very long, but I'll, I'll sort of keep it, keep it brief here and to the point where, um, I was very blessed to be raised by two Christian parents, um, who have been the greatest role models and mentors in my life. And so my, my faith, you know, started at a young age and, you know, through my years in high school and college, um, you know, I had my, my adversities and different things that I, that I went through and learned from. Um, but through it all, like God was so good and he never stopped chasing after me. And by God's grace, here I am today. And, um, just one story that I'll share is I studied business administration, uh, management and finance when I was in my undergrad in college. And, I never once thought of going into ministry and doing this vocationally. Uh, it wasn't until, you know, halfway through my junior year, probably, that the Lord really started, um, really started putting ministry on my heart. And he started showing me different ways in my life that I was, you know, doing ministry with just my everyday life. And that call became very, very clear to me. Now, at first, I said no. I was like, nah, mm. absolutely not. Like, I'm studying management and finance and, and all this stuff. That's not where my life is going to go. Um, but, you know, God was relentless in pursuing me. And, and just as I continued to seek after him and hear what he had for me, it became more and more clear to me that that's the path that he had for me. And it took me really surrendering fully to him where I hadn't fully surrendered before because I was holding my future, my vocation, um, I was holding that in the palm of my hands and I hadn't given Mm. that to him yet. And so that moment that I lifted my palms, you know, heavenward and said, all right, God, my life is, is not my own. It is yours. I'm here to, to serve you. Like God is on a mission to our hurting world. And he's called me to be a part of that. Uh, until I really, realized that I didn't know, you know, what my role was. And so once I accepted that and really surrendered to him. Um, that's when I started pursuing ministry and that's where I am today working at Watermark Wesleyan church in Buffalo, uh, a phenomenal church that they've empowered me, um, to do what we're doing now and reaching others through sports. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Thanks so much. And then Noah, go ahead. Yeah, that's good stuff, Bjorn. Um, yeah. So a little about me, I am from Colorado Springs, Colorado. Um, And so I am not from like the Buffalo area at all, uh, but my mom is. So as a kid, I would grow up going to Circle C Ranch. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have ever heard of that camp, but it's just a small little Christian camp uh, in the middle of Arcade, New York. Um, So pretty close to Buffalo, pretty south. So shout out to Circle C Ranch on on the podcast. Um, (laughs) But 
that's really where like I really found my my identity in Christ there. Um, and I'd go to camp there in the summer, and then um, kind of just really Christ really just wrecked my life going into my freshman year of of high school. Um, and just a little background of of that, I, I've always grown up in a in a Christian home, super blessed with that. Um, but really made my faith my own my freshman year, and and something mm. that really launched. Um, our, our ministry and really at heart for people was in high school, we started a, a Bible study. Um, and the, our Bible study was one of the most unique Bible studies I've ever seen. We'd have, we'd have all walks of life come in just, just to hear the gospel and the good news. Um, we, we'd have a range of anybody in, in between. So we'd have atheists there just having questions to a Catholic, to a Mormon. It, it was so unique. Uh, and it was so cool just to hear, to just to have people come in and hear the gospel. Uh, and and okay. another, this is a side note too. <laughs> Something fun about this this small this Bible study that we had out of our house every Monday night. Uh, we'd have we'd have fight night too. So we would people <laughs> would put on, yeah, it's it's unique. So we, my dad would be a ref, and we'd call it Christian Fight Club. And so wow. we'd have we'd have guys like just just put on boxing gloves and my dad would referee it. So oh, it so was actually a fight club. <laughs> yeah, it was actually, it was, it was so, no. it was so unique <laughs> if people would show up. Yeah. So, but yeah, it, it got to the point where we had close to 90 people in our house one night. Um, and it was, it was just incredible. And so that, that really launched my phase of, of just loving people and just being in ministry. And so, uh, I, I went to a small school called Taylor university. I graduated there last year. I studied sport management and youth ministry, um, and I also, I was an athlete there for, I played football for a year there, but between injuries and other things, I, I, I hung it up and, and I just enjoyed being the leadership at Taylor. And, uh, that just really shaped me and molded me and showed me what discipleship is like and, and being in community. And, and so after that, I moved out to Buffalo in September. Um, and then I, I met Bjorn through a friend of a friend. Uh, and it's pretty amazing how we met because, our mutual friend, we, we've met a few times, really nice guys. Um, and, but yeah, we, we came together at, we had, we met at a taco place and, uh, I'm at watermark. I visited in January. Uh, we talked about doing sports ministry together and then wow. we're planning all these sorts of sorts of camps and stuff. And, and so I started in February and then, um, we were all excited about what was going to happen this summer. And then, you know, Corona happened. So, right. and, and so then we're like, now what? <laughs> and so that's kind of just how we got to the sweat room was because of, was because of Corona. So wow. it's, it's pretty amazing how God works. So yes, that might've been a little lengthy, but that's a little my story. Oh my gosh. No, that was, that was good. You're sharing your heart. You're sharing your testimonies. It's beautiful. And I think it's so interesting guys, because just two months ago during Corona, God put on my heart to start the podcast and I told mm -hmm. Shelly and Shelly's like oh my gosh yeah let's do this so like <laughs> here we are you know like God isn't playing any games and the time is now the time is here and God just wants to totally. say yes to him so he can do things radically through mm -hmm. his his people um, yeah, because he's absolutely. building up his kingdom in ways that I don't think we've ever seen so I'm excited and excited for what God is doing through you guys and just love hearing your you know your testimonies uh, I think the greatest thing that stuck out to me uh, was a, a few things you guys both shared but just like your willingness to kind of let God do what he wanted. And it didn't, it wasn't always easy though. Like Bjorn, you sure. shared, you know, like it was tough for you to kind of give up your, your vision of what you thought your life would be mm -hmm. um, and kind of submitting to God's will in your life. And then, you know, also hearing, you know, share about how you've had some, you know, issues when it came to like your physical health in regards to sports and kind of had to hang that up. But in all of that, you being obedient to God's will and just surrendering, even when it wasn't easy, is beautiful. And here you guys are now uh, with the ministry that he's built through you guys and will continue to build. So that's so beautiful. But Ashelly, your thoughts? Yeah. So for me, I know that um, when we started our podcast, like during the virus season, um, which I feel like everyone just kind of said it was over recently, <laughs> but um, <laughs> You know, we definitely experience our own personal challenges and our ups and downs um, when it came about um, first Space of Grace and during in like just kind of organizing um, Space of Grace, the podcast, making sure 
two p- different people's vision are, you know, aligning together. And so mm. I'm just kind of curious, uh, can you share both, um, with us, like how was, it, how was your ups and downs, you know, throughout your journey of creating the sweat room and, um, what have you learned during that time? Yeah, sure. Um, so I'll, I'll tackle that first and then I'll throw it over to Noah. Um, but you know, the, the downs I think have been for us not being able to meet with people in person to interview them. And, you know, I think similar to your podcast is we have a lot of different people that we interview and we love to talk with. And, you know, the beauty of doing it virtually is we don't have to be in the same physical location. So we can interview somebody that's out in Arizona or something. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but there's something really special about being with people and building a relationship through doing that. So that was definitely tough is, you know, I'd rather sit down and have coffee and talk with somebody that way than do it this way. Um, mm-hmm. I think another tough thing for us was, you know, we didn't know much about podcasting and we wanted it to be good. We wanted to do this with excellence, mm-hmm. but we were like, wow, oh, we don't really know exactly how to do that. And so that was a struggle for me as far as like, do we do this, even though it may not be the, you know, this perfect product that we're hoping it is. Yeah. And, you know, thankfully, Noah really encouraged us to, you know, hey, we got to just, we got to do it. Like we got to start and, and see what happens from there. Um, I think the up, you know, one of the huge ups that we have seen is just the doors that God has opened through this. And, uh, you know, right, right before talking to you guys, Marsh or, uh, Noah and I were on a call with, you know, the long snapper for the Buffalo bills. And he was sharing his and his testimony. And that was a door that I would have never dreamed would be opened for us. Um, podcast. Um, but that, so that's definitely been an up is seeing how quickly this is growing and Mm -hmm. how many people want to hear, different people's stories and about how faith and sports are so closely intertwined. Mm, yeah. That's so good. And I, I think like when we were jumping into this, I remember meeting with Bjorn when we first started this and we were both like, yeah, one of my first ideas was like, Hey, let's do a podcast. <laughs> yeah. You know, Bjorn's like, ah! and I'm like, okay, all right. I mean, I get it. Like we got all of these camps and stuff. And then it's like, yeah. you know, kind of like you, you guys were saying Corona happens like, uh Oh, your plans are much more different now, you know? So I, and I think what was so cool is once we started kind of, kind of like Bjorn was saying, like the, the doors that have opened, have just been unbelievable. And it, it's just been so cool mm, just to amen. talk, just talk to these people who are in sports and in faith from the yeah. top level to, all the way to the NFL to, to, you know, a high school coach, you know, and, and it's powerful to see that no matter who it is, these are human beings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I that's what I've just appreciated during this time of just seeing the tangibility of that and just how Amen. they're impacting people and Im- impacting their teammates to the coaches to their families, and, and I've I've absolutely loved that. So, but I, I think kind of like Bjorn was saying too. I think some ups and downs that we have. I think some downs is you know we're we're stepping out into something unknown to us. Mm-hmm. You know, we were stepping out to. Like, what, what does this look like? You know, and like, we don't have all the tools for it, but you know, we're going for it. The passion is there, you know, and we're, we're kind of like, we're going to learn as we go, you know? So that's, that's, that's been really powerful just to to learn and and, and grow during this time. And, but yeah, I definitely some pros is just meeting with just amazing people, you know, and, and, you know, even if we didn't start this, we'd never be having this conversation with you guys. So it's another mm-hmm. connection with somebody else, you know, and it's great. And, and we're, Bjorn and I are both people, people. So it's just like we love meeting with people anytime we can. Like, we're super extroverted. <laughs> I love it. I love the energy okay. that you guys bring. Yeah. Like so good. Uh, it's beautiful. <laughs> and, you know, like you had shared, guys, the story behind meeting Bjorn and Noah, while well, I was on like a a group on Facebook like a week ago uh, that is regarding podcasting. And I saw Bjorn post about like, you know, anybody of faith or interested in sports who want to connect in regards to podcast. And of course I was like, heck yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I I typed the response, but then because just me, I'm just, I'm a researcher. So like I go on his page, do a little Facebook stalking. Like, yo, this guy knows my best friend. He's in Buffalo. (laughs) So it's like an hour away. I'm like, God, I see what you're doing. This is a connection 
that I cannot shake. So yeah. I messaged him on Facebook, probably like a stalker, but whatever. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> and God is able to do his work now. And I just, I love connections and it was beautiful. So, so thankful for you guys being on and just sharing your hearts and, and your vision for, you know, the sweat room and how it came about. And so I guess the next question that I have for you is why, you know, is it okay for faith and sports to be put together instead of separated? Why does God even care about sports? Does he care about sports? So I'd love for you guys to both share your perspective on that matter. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think to start off, the gospel of Jesus Christ changes everything and it, it changes how we play sports, how we watch sports, how we coach sports, how we train for sports. Um, now, I'm, I'm a sports guy. I played college soccer and tennis, so I love sports. So obviously, I'm going to relate my faith to sports. Um, but the gospel changes everything. It changes music. It changes art. It changes education. Um, it, you know, when, when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, it transforms your whole life. And so that's why I believe it's okay to put faith and sports together. Uh, I think, you know, what we see on TV, what we see on social media, the, the sports we see, maybe some of the, um, you know, prominent figures in sports that we see, uh, that, that's sort of what the, you know, the media wants us to see. Um, and there's, you know, sports can be used for evil, just like everything else, but it can also be used for so much good. And, and I look at some, you know, some people that I've looked up to throughout my years, like a Tony Dungy or Steph Curry or Russell Wilson or Drew Brees, like these guys that are, you know, they're playing sports for a living. They get paid to yeah. do this, but they're doing yeah. it for the glory of God. They're doing it with excellence in whatever they do. And and I love First uh, Peter four. Um, it talks about sort of you know the gifts that God has given us, and you know I, I love it because First Peter four talks about like it's it's by God's grace that we receive the gifts that we receive. And you know when I'm yeah. talking about that, I'm talking about. I have a gifting and a passion for sports. Like God gave me the ability to play sports. And so I'm going to play sports and I'm going to do that for his glory Um, by his grace that we use that gift. And then we, we serve God because God gives, not because we earn the right to be used by God. And so that's really the heart of, of what we want to communicate to people through our podcast and through our ministry over in, over in Buffalo is that like God can use you for whatever you're gifted in. And there are people in our congregation who, you know, our our, our lead pastor always talks about how he wants 100% of our congregation to be serving in ministry. Now that's a lofty goal, uh, (laughs) but his heart's good in that. And, you know, I I talked to some people when I got there and when I got to Watermark, you know, there was no sports ministry. It wasn't a thing. And I talked to some people who's just like, I'm serving in children's ministry. And I just don't like, serving in children's ministry. So I'm like, okay, well, what do you like? He said, oh, I love basketball. I'm like, all right, well, would you want to coach basketball? Absolutely. Well, you can do that to serve the Lord. And so using what God has given you to, to serve is, is, you know, is really the heart of, of why, you know, I do sports. Um, yeah, no, do you have anything to add on to that? Yeah, I, I think for me, if I were to summarize it pretty quickly, it would be just out of 1 Corinthians 10.31, so whatever mm-hmm. you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Mm. And, and I think Come just and whatever we're doing, no matter if it's we're walking our dog, you know, or, you know, we're outside or doing sports, we're doing a podcast. Are we giving it everything we have for the glory of what God has for us? And, mm. and I think it's a shame if we don't give it all that we have, no matter what it is. And, and I think, as you guys know, sports are What's amazing about sports, like I, all of us at, at this, during this recording right now, being ex-athletes, we know the discipline that goes into being an athlete. And, and I know that translates so easily into just what our faith is. And, and I just love the beautiful picture of, of, of that and how, honestly, they can feed off each other. But mm-hmm. if you're so focused on being an athlete and that's your identity, then you lose of who you are as a believer. And it's so, mm. and I, I think what's so powerful, even in some of our podcasts that we've recorded so far, a lot yeah. of us as, as, as ex athletes get so enamored of that's our identity, you know, mm. and, so good, and, yeah. and it's so easy to get focused on, Oh, 
I'm I'm a football player. That's all I am. Well, what happens when you break your leg? Or what happens, you know, mm. a major injury that happens and you're not that anymore. And oh, how many wow. times have we seen so athletes good. walk away and, you know, it's they're just shattered, you know, and, oh. and it's just heartbreaking to see. So I, I it's just a great reminder that our, our identity is in Jesus and not mm. not our sports, you know. So Amen. I don't know. That was a little bit of a side rant, but yeah. <laughs> no, no, none of it's side rant. None of it's too much. It's so good. Could I yeah. hop back to, to some of that original question? Heck of yeah. Come on, Bjorn. Um, and so, Let's I, do it. you know, when, when I think about, does God care about sports? And that's a question I've asked, you know, my whole life. And, and my life has been wrapped up in sports. And there was times where I struggled with identity in, in sports, where I was like, I am a soccer player. I am a tennis player. I am a basketball player. And it's like, I am so much more than that. That's a part of who I am, but that's not me. So when I, you know, when the question is posed, does God care about sports? I, I you know, a big part of me wants to say yes. But, mm-hmm. but, I, but I believe the answer is actually no. God does not care about sports. God cares about people. Mm-hmm. Now, people care about sports. And yeah. so God cares that people care about sports. So in an mm-hmm. inverse kind of way, God does care about sports because we do. And so Love it. That's, that, I think that's really, I don't know if that's a short enough sort of uh, answer to that question that God does not care about sports, but he cares about people. Hmm. Yeah, I, I can I can completely hear your perspective on that, because at the end of the day, God is here for the business of his people, of his children um, mm-hmm. and about kingdom business. But he also, you know, gives the delights and desires of our heart and, and his will. Mm-hmm. And some people he has blessed with the anointing to be gifted so highly when it comes to physicality. Um, and mm-hmm. they're athletes and mm-hmm. he, he lets them use their platform to spread his kingdom. So I agree with that in regards yeah. to just God about his children, number one, and anything else comes at second. Uh, it's about the hearts of people and uh, mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. bringing people to know the knowledge of Christ. So that is what God's bu- that's, that's that's God's business. That's it. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and we, we Shelly, we're so complex. Brad, we come I, with I would so much love more. To ask the question too to like you guys like being ex athletes. Like, what do you guys see like faith and sports? How do you see that go go together? Yeah, Shall I, I like know. To answer first, love. Yeah. So okay. So I did track and field, and I feel like it was like eons ago. But um, <laughs> so for me, it was it taught me just the aspect of self discipline first of all, mm-hmm. um, because I don't know. It's really easy to just kind of get in a mindset of like, oh, I'm just gonna kind of do what I want to do when I want to do it. But in track practice, absolutely not, because what your decision will affect somebody else, especially in a relay. And I did relay races and it was just like, it also taught me how like the body of Christ just kind of functions. Like everyone has a different role, but we all have the same goal, you know, um, at, at the end of the day. However, just because you have a different role, that doesn't mean like the ear is more important than the toe and the toe is more important than uh, this part of the body. Like whatever position, whether you were in a relay, whether you were in long jump, whether you were in pole vault, steeplechase, like it didn't matter. You had a role to play. And as a body, as a team, we had to support each other. So it was almost like different aspects, I feel like, of the Bible kind of came more alive to me. I had to learn Mm -hmm. how to love my neighbors, which was my teammates, especially when they like piss you off (laughs) Um, disappoint you in some fashion um, or didn't do what you wanted them to do. Like either your expectations were different um, from them, but I don't know, like it really killed the mindset of selfishness. Like you really could not be into yourself if you wanted to be on a team Mm. Um, because collectively I feel like the team rejects selfishness um, at some point because everybody has um, a part to play. So it was almost like as a Christian, I could not, not take faith um, (laughs) out of it, even on my long runs. And I was like dying and miserable, you know, (laughs) miserable, but it was even during those times, I'm like asking God to give me energy out of nowhere 
my imagination to something to like keep pushing and keep going. And just how I had to keep pushing and keep going in those long runs, um, doing practice, lifting weights that you felt like you were just going to, it was going to collapse on you. My coach pushing you where you felt like it was at your limit. It was almost like God training, like my heart, like you can do this too spiritually. Amen. There is more strength and more in you um, spiritually than you see yourself as. Um, and don't forget that you're not the only one pushing through, mm-hmm. um, you know, to get better and to yeah. get on the other side. Um, there's a whole team <laughs> of believers, you know, with you as well. My coach always would say practice made better. He never said practice made perfect. Like it it makes better. And just like spiritually practicing spiritually, spending time with God, um, going to the root with your brothers and sisters in Christ to kind of communicate, to resolve issues. Like those were your practice uh, testing your character when your faith is tested, like that is your practice. It won't make you perfect, but it'll definitely make you better. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is my piece. <laughs> that's my sermon for the yeah, day so when it comes to faith um, <laughs> in sports. How about you, Brian? So good. I mean, I share the same sentiments. I mean, I can think of all the times where I literally sought the Lord to help me be a better athlete. It actually, said, well, you beautiful story. I just never thought of sharing it. Um, it's beautiful because God his hand was all over it. So I actually sucked um, as a volleyball player in middle school. <laughs> so bad, so bad, guys, so bad. Sucked. I was probably the worst on the team. Um, and that really did a lot of damage to my self-confidence and my, just my self-worth and how I saw myself. And so I literally, because I grew up in the Christian faith, Christian household, I literally asked God, I said, God, help me to be the best volleyball player. Like, help me, God, to grow my skills. And I kid you not, that ninth grade came, my skills started to, you know, get up a little bit more. By 10th grade, I was the best on my team. And I was working with those who were on varsity level. And I was the best. Wow. And I boasted the Lord in regards to that because I prayed and I gave it to him. And I never thought, mm-hmm. like, I'm not saying I doubted God, but I was young, guys. Like, what? Come on. That's like seventh and eighth grade. Like, <laughs> young. And, and um, you know, like, how far? <laughs> right? Right? So how far will really God take it? And God blew my mind and my skill set just grew. It's like, he, it's all God. And um, he actually had to humble me <laughs> because I got so good. And he was like the best, you know, at the school. I was like, he had to humble me a little bit uh, because I became a little diva. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but it was a beautiful, it's a, it's a beautiful story. I look back because it just showed God's love for me. And something that was, I thought, small, but God doesn't see what uh, is small to us that really draws our heart. So, Bjorn, yeah. when you say God's not caring about sports, but he cares about his people, th- that story I just shared, my testimony, really is evidence of that, that God don't care about no sports, but God cares about his daughter and, and his son. Mm. And so yeah. he will He will really you know, meet us where we need to be met uh, because he loves us so. And so that's a, a little mm-hmm. example, but that's my heart. That's my beliefs yeah. on, on God and sports. And the many times that he's helped me to really stay consistent when it comes to just taking care of myself and going out for a run and being consistent and, you know, doing CrossFit, that's huge for me. And, and God really gave me CrossFit to stay healthy. And I, I give mm-hmm. that over to the Lord because I didn't know about CrossFit until he brought it to my attention and it's saved my life and, and it's yeah. helped me to get in the shape that I desire to be in. And I just thank the Lord for it. So he's all in the business of helping and loving on his children. So mm. such great questions back at us, Bjorn and Noah. I love it. Yeah. I, love that, it. Yeah, I was just curious because I, I mean, being an ex-athlete, it's, it's just so, you always wonder what the, what the other perspective of that is. And, and I love how just the both of you have said, just like, I think sports and life ad- adversity shows your character. Mm, wherever it is and and i I, that's something i love about sports because if we went in and we won every time we'd never learn anything absolutely so good this whole sermon come on (laughs) (laughs) and that's something i just love just about sports even even maybe in crossfit weightlifting doesn't matter it's that that builds your endurance for the future and And those some those losses those turns into lessons for the future. So 
Yeah, that, and that's something I took away. And I, Amen. I've got one more thing to add here, and that's that in sports, mm-hmm. probably 95, 96% of your life in sports is training and practicing. And mm. you're practicing and training by yourself or with your team so that you can perform on game day, so that when you make it to the championship game, your team can succeed or you can play to the best of your ability. And and seeing how much time we spend in training, whether it's running or lifting weights or you know doing ball work for basketball or soccer or whatever, it's we're putting in so much time so that we can perform on game day. Now, yeah. relating that to our faith, every single day that we live is game day is we are, we are performing right now. And, and it's, a, it's a heart check for me when I look at myself and I say, Bjorn, how much of your life are you training and discipling yourself and preparing for the challenges and adversity that life is going to throw at you in the future? And when I'm giving 95% of my sport life to training, I might be giving you know, 30 minutes a day on a good day to training in my spiritual life. Now, I'm not saying that you need to spend, you know, four hours a day reading your Bible and praying where that could be very good. But what I'm saying is that training in your spiritual life can happen in every aspect. When you're playing sports, as we've all talked about, is there's so many things we've learned about God's character and who he is by playing sports. And that's the perspective that I try to have myself. And I, I fail every day. But that yeah. you know, whatever I'm doing, do it for the glory of God and, and listen and be attentive to, to what the Holy Spirit has for me in that moment. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what, what Noah did in the starting of this podcast, where you know the world started turning upside down and our life in youth sports started changing. We yeah. can't do basketball camp. We can't do these basketball tournaments. We can't do this soccer program. And, and I was sitting there in a perspective of, I'm in the business of sports. And God turned everything upside down and said, no, Bjorn, you're in the business of people. How do you reach Mm, people? Come on. And that's when Noah said, hey, let's do a podcast. Now, me being stubborn and selfish, I said, nah, it's a dumb idea. We're not going to do that. But then as I heard his heart, I was like, okay, this is a really good way that we can meet people. And so that's where it all started from. Um, But anyways, I, yeah. So I'll turn it over to somebody else. Now I can talk for you. It, I so want Noah, I go ahead, Noah, just, to share. This is where yeah. I, Bjorn and I feed off each other pretty well. So I, I love I, it. I, I just, love the energy. Just going off of, of what he was saying, I, I, I just like gave me a few ideas. I, I think number one is crisis is, is an accelerator. Um, and I, I learned that Amen. from Kerry Newhoff and his podcast. He has an amazing leadership podcast. And he, mm. he just talks about, you know, crisis reveals character and is an accelerator. It will make you yeah. or it will break you. And, mm-hmm. and right now it's, it's kind of like Bjorn said, we're in the nature of the people business, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're here to serve others, you know, and, and, and my second point is within the training phase, I think two people always come to mind in that aspect. Obviously, number one is Jesus, you know, we're for third, he didn't come onto the scene really till he was 30. You yeah. know, he was, he was training he was a carpenter. He was, he was in God's word. You know, he was, he was a 100% God and the beauty of it. He was a hundred percent man. Wow. And, and that beauty yeah, of on. him just learning as he was going, like he, he, you know, Mary had, had to like take care of Jesus still as a boy, <laughs> you know? And I think that's that beautiful picture of, of God becoming a man, you know, and mm. he's still a hundred percent God and a hundred percent man. And, and another Bible character, you know, that comes to mind is, is David, you know, that, the whole aspect of even when he was coming up to Goliath, what made him ready was he was a shepherd, something that seems mundane and not that like glamorous. He was fighting off bears and lions and that's what prepared him. And he looks at this, this, you know, giant and is like this, this is nothing, you know? And, and yeah. what I love is just how preparation and like Bjorn was saying, 96% of that time, you never know what those little things will turn into. Mm. Mm. so good I love that because literally like for the past I don't know how long it's been but for the past few minutes all I kept hearing was um you know don't despise small beginnings um Mm -hmm. because you just never you never know like what what God has in store 
uh, for your life, even when it comes to sports. I've, uh, I just feel like, I don't know, I've, we like are in a society where people compare and it's like, if I'm not doing this, then I'm not doing anything. If I'm not doing that, then I'm nothing. And I feel like the cycle just kind of goes on and on and on. And it's like, hold on. Like, honestly, God gave us so many freaking skills gifts, talents, anointing, and wisdom. Yes. And sometimes I feel like he's like, pick one. I just use one of them, yeah. bare minimum, <laughs> whatever you're doing. Um, so and whatever you do, it will give me glory. I don't care if I told you to bake bread mm. for a year. Um, <laughs> do it for me and do it with all you got. <laughs> um, totally. And so like, even with sports, okay, no one is actively <laughs> like throwing a scripture verse or something out there. Um, no one is actively like, I don't know. I personally can't run and talk and preach at the same time. That's never what I was going to So That'd it's be like, yeah. It would be something. It would be. It would be. <laughs> and so, um, so I guess I say that to say it's like, okay, you might not be doing something overt ministry or spiritually, uh, so to speak, but you are in a way because uh, the maker of the world made you and he put this mm. in you and you're using it to give him glory. Sure. And while you're doing whatever you're doing, you know, he's happy, mm-hmm. period. Come on, like, come on, yeah. He's like, yes, look at my daughter, look at my son, killing it, period. Yeah. Because that's what I designed them, you know, to do. Uh, so that was just something that was just kind of... Um, and and that's just the beauty mind. of Jesus. Just like, I think, you know, what I love is kind of like what I was saying earlier, just like in our losses and our screw-ups, like that's where forgiveness and grace is. But when so we're good. we're doing what he wants, that's that's where fulfillment and wholeness is, and and that's yeah. that's that's the beauty of the cross. I, I some one of my heroes who just passed away is Ravi Zacharias, and just the oh, way yes. he describes just the way he describes the 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 cross is it's just beautiful, it, and it's just it's it's just this it's judgment and it's grace all at the same time, and, mm-hmm. and it's just this beautiful picture of grace and mercy, and I I, I just love that and. And I, I think it's so easy for, for us to just to get fixated on, you know, the things that we've done, good or bad. It's nothing in comparison to who Christ is and what he is within us. Yeah. But that's just something I uh, just came to mind going off that. So good. So kind of like off the, um, off of grace, <laughs> um, you know, in what areas in your life have you guys had to offer yourself grace, uh, especially throughout your journey of carrying out your mission and vision, either for the podcast or um, just in general? Hmm. Yeah, no, you, you want to take this first? Okay, I can go. Yeah. Um, I think for, for us, like, especially with this podcast, um, I think for me, even my journey to Watermark was like I just opened this door and it was just kind of like, go for it. Like when I moved out here, um, I, I started working at a different church and it just didn't work out. Um, and then, you know, I, I ended up at Watermark. It, it just really in the most amazing way in which it was like, I, I was originally just looking for an apartment and and then I just ended up meeting Bjorn. And I, I think that it, it was, mm. I'm like, wow, I didn't, I never heard of Watermark before. And, and God just presented that opportunity. So for me, I think just realizing that, that God is opening doors in which I never thought would be. And, and, you know, not always feeling qualified and understanding that, like, like some of the people that we've talked to are, you know, high profile people. And it's like, mm-hmm. my first thought is like, I am so underqualified. I cannot talk to these guys, you know, <laughs> cooler than I am, you know, but it's just amazing how, how God just opens that door and it's like, wow, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing to, to see how God opens doors in the seasons of unknown. Yeah, for sure. And oh, I man. think, I think my, you know, sort of response to that question about, you know, where, where in my life I've had to offer myself grace is I am, I crave success. Mm. And that is a, such a positive thing. But it yeah. also has been, you know, 
brought me to tears many times. It's brought me to disaster many times. And it's been so hard for me because I, I look at everything I do and yes, I want to do it to the best of my ability. But oftentimes when I look back and I reflect on where I am currently or where I was, I think, man, there was somebody that was better. And I start comparing myself to mm. others. And so yeah. that, you know, when I, that was a big thing in learning when I was in college, as I shared. Um, but one of the areas in college that I learned this was when I was playing soccer. And I played soccer for four years at Houghton College. And I was not the best player on my team. And, you know, similar to you, Brya, is I, you know, I prayed that I would become mm. better and I would become more of an impact player on game day. Now, you know, God always answers our prayers. He just doesn't always answer them exactly maybe how we want. And with your case, he right. said, yes, here's, you know, here's the ability to do this. And with yeah. me, he said, Bjorn, your role on this team is to not be the all-star starting goalkeeper. And I said, what? Like, I, you know, I, not to score goals or to do any of this. I was like, what, what do you, like, what's my role then? Like, if I can't contribute on game day, what is it? And I only started maybe six or seven games throughout my four years at Houghton. But during my last two years, wow. I saw that my role on that team was something different. I could set a work ethic for our team in practice. I could set an example for the younger players of how to act on and off the field. I could try to be a leader the best I could on the spiritual side of things and say, yeah. we, are, we are, you know, at, at Houghton College, which is a Christian university, yeah. you know, we are mostly all believers here. How are we Amen. living to be like Christ? Now, that's not the role that I wanted on that team, to be completely honest. I wanted to score goals. I wanted to start. I wanted the fame. I wanted to be the best. But God said, Bjorn, I've, I have wired you to be different. And that's, that's a beautiful thing. And the, you know, the guy that was scoring all the goals on my team, God wired him to be different than me. And that goes back to Shelly, what you were saying about being the body of Christ is, you know, if I didn't fill that role on our team, would somebody else have, I don't know. And God put me mm. in that place at that time for that reason. Now there is a coach, there's a backup goalkeeper. Now, backup goalkeeper sounds like the worst position ever. And I have the utmost respect for all backup goalkeepers because they <laughs> rarely see the field. They never get subbed on. They just go to practice and they never get to play. And that is a selfless job. But I have the utmost respect for them because they see their role as being something more. And and I, mm. you know, and, and so that's, I guess, some of where I've had to offer myself grace is, yeah, the, the success and future that I see for myself maybe is not what God sees for me. And that's wow. okay. Come on. what God Come has on. for me could be so much better and is so much better than what I have for myself. And I see that every single day over the past two years since I've stepped into ministry is that right. the plan that God has for me is so much greater than I could ever imagine. And mm -hmm. my dream is so small. But when I surrender myself to him, and I let myself dream God-sized dreams and put that dream in his hands, then he can accomplish more than I could ever dream of accomplishing on myself. Right. So that's where mm -hmm. I've needed to offer myself grace. And it really just comes down to me fully surrendering myself even more and saying, Bjorn, mm -hmm. you are not perfect, but you are loved and you are made in the image of a creator who is perfect. And he can create perfection mm -hmm. in this world through you. And so mm, that's, I guess, what I've needed to offer myself grace. <laughs> wow. Wow. She's wow, married, guys. Anointed. Uh, anointed, y'all. This is just beautiful. <laughs> come on now. Come on. We're, <laughs> let the sermon continue. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but, but seriously, guys, though, it's just... I think what's most beautiful is your hearts. Like God is really allowing me to see people's hearts in this season. Like I've never seen before. And I'm just, God's just showing me your hearts. And I don't mean to sound overly spiritual. I just, I see your hearts and your hearts are so pure for Jesus. And he is pleased with you. He loves you both. And um, like you said, Bjorn, he really uh, is looking to do all things through his, his people. And through his vessels and Noah, you and, and Bjorn are both his vessels that he wants to do his perfect work and his perfect will through. And mm -hmm. so just on this podcast alone, I know that 
he's done his will through this podcast uh, and that whatever he wanted to share has been shared and everything you guys have discussed from your hearts being vulnerable and authentic has been just so powerful and dynamic. And, yeah. you know, it's my prayer that our listeners truly, uh, you know, have a changed perspective. If they might've not thought that faith and sports had no connection, that through this podcast, <laughs> they were able to have their eyes be opened and their ears be yeah, open to, to really see what God's God's will and plan is for faith and sports and just his heart, God's heart for his people, for us. So that's yeah. just my takeaways right now. So good. How about you, Ashelly? Yeah, no, same. <laughs> um, literally, um, I've been definitely just kind of enjoying the wisdom that you guys um, offered. And I remember when even Bri like presented um, to me who you guys were, I was like, faith in sports. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, no offense. I haven't watched anything sports related since quarantine. So I was like dusting the cobwebs off of like sports, sports, sports. Struggles real. What do I like? What exactly? I was like, what do I like? Who do I like again? And, um, but the more like we could just kind of talked about it, even like coming up like with the questions, I was like, oh yeah, those would be good. But the more you guys were talking, it just like, I don't know, just opened up so much, a whole window or door that was like in my brain. But I was like, no, absolutely. Like, <laughs> um, we need sports because in the sense of just people reach different people, mm. like period. We all can't reach the same type of people. And so sports is like, I just feel like just another aspect of reaching people. Um, because when you think about it, we love them. We embody it. We paint our faces. We cheer the mess out of our teams. Like yeah. we're screaming, we're crying with them as if we were there in practice with them. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Especially we're running out of Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And so it's like, we're yeah. running on the field, like with them, like we are, I don't know. It's just when it comes to sports, there is literally something beautiful about them, especially when everyone wins or when, <laughs> or when someone loses, yeah. um, there is something really interesting because when they lose, it's like, we all lost. <laughs> yeah. Um, our heart of like, we're just hurting. And when you think about it and just kind of reflecting it when it comes to our faith, um, sometimes I feel like that's how God feels. It's like when one wins, we all won. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but then when someone took an L, like we all kind of took one yeah. <laughs> in a way. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, you know, he just kind of, yeah, I don't know. Like he sees us, he sees us individually but we can't forget that, like, you know, he didn't just die for just one. He mm -hmm. still died for us all. And we still, as cheesy as this sounds, like, we need each other in our own stories in some aspect. Amen. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so... The body of Christ. Right. <laughs> and so this time definitely just has been, like, so good, <laughs> y'all. It's just, uh, it's been good. But before we kind of, like, wrap up and close out, kind of based on where you guys are at now in life, um, like today, um, what final words would you like to share with our listeners? Um, but also, how can they find you guys? Yeah, I'll, I'll start, and Bjorn can, can you know, finish it out. Um, I think for me... This, this has been a season of a lot of heartache, transition um, between losing loved ones, thinking how things, how, you know, you think life's going to turn out the way you think, but it's mm -hmm. not, you know, and I think the Proverbs verse says, reminded me, I think it's Proverbs, it's either 16, five or nine. It just talks about how, you know, a man plans his ways, but the Lord determines the final steps. And yeah. I, I think the daily reminder of me has been, it's, you know, like I plan my life out months in advance and now like kind of like everybody, it's like, nope, never mind. It's one day at a time now, you know, and literally mm -hmm. like life is changing so rapidly. So I, yeah. I, I think for me, yeah. as I finish up, I, I guess like where I'm at, I would summarize where I'm at, where Jesus has just met me. And I, I can't tell you just in unexplainable ways and just giving me a total peace during this time. And I, I think just a, a verse 
a few verses that have gotten me through it is Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. It just says, come to, to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Mm-hmm. And it huh, so just good. says how, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And it just, it's so true in the midst of season of unknown and heartache. And that's, it's just been unbelievable to see how Christ comes alongside you during pain and transition. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I, and I think my, my final words are, are very similar to Noah's um, in, in, in everything that's going on in, in my life and my world and in our world. Uh, you know, so many things have been taken away from us, whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, whether it's jobs, financial stability, whether it's mm. people, family members, friends, whether it's, you know, security yeah. and safety. And, and I look at everything, everything in life can be taken away from us. Sports, you know, Noah talked about how he stepped away from sports competitively because of maybe some health issues and, and maybe not wanting to get injured more. And, you know, that can happen. That's real. You know, you can lose family members, you can lose jobs, like all of these things are uncertain and we don't know what tomorrow holds. But Malachi 3, 6 says, I, the Lord, do not change. And God mm. is the only thing that is constant. And so my final words of encouragement to anybody that's listening to this is to build your house upon the rock, upon the one thing that we know will never change, that will always yeah. be there for us. And that is Jesus Christ. He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow and forever. And so that's, you know, that that's where I'm at in my life now is refocusing on who I've built my life upon and, and trying to shape my life from there and taking it just one step at a time, one day at a time. And I know without a shadow of a doubt that if I follow God's will and plan for my life today and tomorrow and in the short term, those things that I can control that 10, 15, 35 years from now, that I will be in the heart of God's will for my life. Because if I take every step going in that direction, then I'll get there one day. Um, so that's sort of my my final words. And how people can find us, uh, The Sweat Room Podcast is on any uh, any podcasting platform. You just type in The Sweat Room and it'll be there. Uh, we're also on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Watermark Sports. Uh, so feel free to follow us there to hear more about what we're doing um, in our ministry outside of just this podcast. So, yeah. Love it. Wow. Well, this was so good. Love you guys. And just so thankful for you as brothers of Christ to come on today and just share your hearts, your wisdom and your ministry and all that God is doing. And I know that I've taken so much from this along with the Shelly. And we're so excited for listeners yeah. to hear this episode. So thank you so much, Bjorn and Noah. Yeah. Thank you for having us. We hope that you enjoyed that episode and will continue to make room and space for grace. Make sure to subscribe on all major podcasting platforms. You can connect with us by going to our Milkshake account at msha.ke slash space of grace podcast, where you'll find our Instagram, Facebook, website, and ways to listen to Space of Grace. Don't forget to tune in every Monday. It's going to be dope.